for those of you who think uh, that the show has been a little uh, <laughs> randy up to now, a little dirty, a little filthy, I, I just want to apologize because it's uh, about to get worse. Welcome to the shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am your host, Dad. With me is... Mew, say Cold something. Boy, Mew. <laughs> Sorry. God, the other awkward guy. as fucking ever, guys. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> 50 episodes of this, we still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, we started this because uh, uh, we were uh, anti-social fucking spurgs. And I don't think this is going to change. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Not unless we practice our speaking like every freaking day. But anyways, so what's what's today's episode about? Well, we're going to talk about my anime history. I've been going through Annie List year by year, starting as early as I possibly could, way before my own birth. Mm -hmm. And just uh, marking down everything I've seen. Even a single episode of, or I've read the manga of. So, all right. So, how do we we even start with your list? Uh, first, we have to define anime. That YouTuber Kenny Lauderdale has a pretty good video about it. He covers mm -hmm. various things like uh, multinational animation, uh, things that aren't animation but closely resemble it, like uh, Thunderbolt Fantasy is made entirely with puppets, but it's anime as fuck. Yeah, t t uh, I'd say that uh, with Marionette, they usually use uh, some sort of... Um, they use animation techniques, and uh, I'd say that stop motion is also anime. Well, you'd be wrong. And cringe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, but I'd say that stop motion is also counts as some sort of animation, so that means that pre-pre-Molkar counts. Okay. As anime and, and CG counts because even a lot of hand drawn anime has CG mixed in with it nowadays. Yeah, obviously. But uh, so short version, I'm only going to include stuff that's on Annie list because I don't want to have to think about it. Yeah, it, yeah. it does mean excluding my favorite movie, the animated Hobbit movie from 1977, which was animated by Japs, but. Like, written and acted by Westerners. Mm. Anyway, so I've been looking through lists of anime starting, like, in the 60s. And, and I'm going to go to two, two, 2010, the year where Mew started his list. Because mm -hmm. uh, every time you we mentioned something that I'd seen, I'd talk about it on the first 40 episodes of this podcast. That sounds good. We, uh, we we can mention them quickly or something. Uh, we'll see when we get there. Uh, I I stopped including the list at 2010, so uh, maybe I could do that in the future, just as it, a recap. Yeah, it will have been a hell anyways, because uh, this is just around the time where the, the list were getting like really big to go through, so... yeah. Yeah, Annie List has a lot of cool shit. It lists every minor TV special and commercial, every animated music video, damn near everything the country has pr produced. Yeah, this is crazy. And it always amuses me that a shitty little island nation with almost no resources 
and a humid atmosphere, which is bad for storing paper. They ended up being the world's best animators. So, uh, just to be sure, uh, compared to my list, because uh, how I did it is that I wanted to see the best anime of each season of each year. So, I'm... I usually did it so that um, I, I will put it on the season that it will end because Crunchyroll uh, did some really weird fucking shit. Uh, was it last year or something? Jujutsu Kaisen is anime of the year 2020 while it was still fucking ongoing. Yeah, I want to say it was like 19 episodes in of like a 25-ish episode run. They're like, yeah, that's anime of the season. It's like it didn't finish. Yeah, it didn't finish. It cannot be like anime of the year 2020 because it was continuing in 2021. So that's why I have this sort of rule. It's just to say that that it's not anime. Is list? It's not anime of the decades. It's simply what he saw. So it's simply the year that it started in. Yeah, I'm just going to buy year and then alphabetically. All right. So, uh, some some other notes I have written down before we begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if any list has an anime I've read the manga of, I will include it. Uh, perfect. And so, um, there's a lot of anime I've I've heard of and probably should watch to round out my Jap cartoon education. But I won't mention on this list if I haven't re- read or seen any of it. All right. and, and some of these are beloved favorites that I've cherished for my whole life. And some of them are something I saw one episode of on a grainy, shitty VHS tape when I was a kid. Sure. I mean, your list is less big than than mine anyway, so... Sorry, I'm a zoomer. What's a VHS tape? <laughs> You're kidding, right? <laughs> Am I? Am I kidding? Uh, poor people still know what VHS tapes are. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're I grew up poor. Fun. I had VHS tapes until like 2005. Jesus. Yeah, I, th- I think we did too. We, we were not fucking rich, but uh, yeah, VHS are really fucking cheap nowadays. Oh yeah, you can go to like any like thrift store and buy a VHS tape for like a quarter. Yeah, but people will just fucking give them to you. Yeah, they're just like you just take it. Yeah. It's just sitting in my garage. But anyway. Anyway, uh the earliest anime I could find that I've actually seen was 1963's Astro Boy. I actually saw some episodes of that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think they used to air reruns on like Boomerang or one of those networks. We we used to have a network called Teletoon Retro, French and English, to go with the French and English channel. And they, they will sometimes air some really fucking old shit. And this was one of them. So I'll watch a few episodes of it. So Astro Boy needs little introduction. It's world yeah. famous, even for people who don't care about these Chinaman cartoons. For the benefit yeah. of the listeners, let's read the description off Annie list. So does one of you have that open? 
Yep, I'm opening it right now. Did you want me to read it or something? Uh, either of you is fine. <clears throat> All right, I'll do it. And the distant year 2003. <laughs> uh, all right. J Japan is a technolo technological utopia and robots are everywhere. One such robot, Tobio, was built by the brilliant Dr. Tenma to replace his dead son. But when it soon became apparent that Tobio is an imperfect copy of his departed child, Dr. Tenma throws him out. Uh, he... He is rescued from the scrapped heap by the benevolent professor Ocha Nomizu, a crusader for robot civil rights. Now the little robot, renamed Astro Boy, is given a mission to defend Japan and the world from all manner of sinister threats. Using his seven super abilities and a 100,000 horsepower worth of strength to battle evil, Astro hopes to set an example to the world to the world of the good which all robots are capable of. Yeah, so full metal, have you seen any Astro Boy? Yeah, I saw a few episodes uh growing up on like Boomerang or something. I, remember... I haven't watched a lot of it and I haven't seen it since I was like a little kid. But I've seen a few episodes and I there was a I don't know if this was Japanese or if this was American produced, but there was a uh I almost called it Mega Man. <laughs> uh there was a uh an Astro Boy movie uh, a 3D CGI movie uh, around, I don't know, 2012-ish. Yeah, um, I saw that. Out. And I saw that, and it was alright. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that at all. Yeah, Astro Boy is so popular. It's been remade like dozens of times over the decades. And it's got some pretty blatant rip-offs like Mega Man. But... Yeah, Mega Man is such a clear like rip-off. But Mega Man's probably, I don't know if I would say it's more popular, but it's slightly more relevant now because there yeah. hasn't been an astro boy thing in a while and they started making mega man games again yeah well uh this is the first animated version of astro boy it was a manga earlier by the great osamu tezuka peace be upon him and this version lists osamu tezuka himself as the animator not an animator but the only animator on this I think that's why it looks like it's moving at five frames per second and uh, the characters talk without moving their mouths like it's an old Godzilla movie. Yeah, I remember well, a this lot of those old really... anime look like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember I remember this looking really weird. Yeah, it looks like a slideshow most of the time. This is not the best way to experience Astro Boy. Wait, actually the one I've seen might be the one from the eighties. It might not be this uh, black and white one. Yeah, the 80s version is much higher quality. Yeah, it's, it's probably what I saw. But uh, despite the really crude quality of this, it got 193 episodes. And I, I was looking it up on 9anime.to, which is a mm -hmm. good piracy site for anime. It has seven episodes subbed and 104 episodes dubbed in English. Darn. So, yeah, I didn't know it was, it was this popular in America yeah, at I the know time. It, I know it actually. Um, I, I think the 60s one and the 80s one, they, they, they both came here. 
Yeah, well, remember that Japan got its ass kicked in World War II, so they spent the next few decades proving themselves. The Japanese work ethic is a force to reckon with. I've seen it in person. But anyway, I'd recommend the manga over this version of the anime, but it's been remade so many times you can probably pick any future edition of Astro Boy and get something enjoyable. Yeah, actually, there was something Astro Boy uh, very recently. Uh, there's this anime, Atom the Beginning. It's, uh, it's actually Astro Boy related. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah it's about uh, the... Uh, it, it seems some sort of modern remake of, uh, of Astro Boy. L let me link it. I got it. It's from 2017. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch that one, but most of the other uh, modern remake anime that I've talked about, at least most of them were kind of good. So maybe this is good. Uh, could be. Uh, the, the manga Pluto is like a retelling of the early events of Astro Boy, except mm -hmm. in a totally different art style. That was, it's by the same guy who made uh, Monster and 20th Century Boys. That was pretty good. Anyway, um, if, if you do watch Astro Boy or read it, it, it might give the impression that it's this uh, kid series that it's something you shouldn't take very seriously, but it gets surprisingly dark and bleak and ugly at points. Like, really, like you're it? telling me the guy who created MW made some bleak and dark uh, content? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we could do multiple whole episodes on various Tezuka manga, but that's for another time. All right, anything else to say about Astro Boy before we continue? No, no. no. Let, let's move on to the next Tezuka show. Okay, next was 1965's Kimba the White Lion. Yeah, then Disney get sued. Or, or something. Um, well, some people do accuse the Lion King of ripping off Kimba, but in my opinion, the similarities are pretty superficial, and it's never gone to court, as far as I know. Oh, really? I I thought yeah. that uh, it actually did. Well, the Lion King is more a ripoff of Hamlet, and and besides, Kimba is a ripoff of Disney's Bambi. Yeah. So <laughs> you you could say it's the circle of life. Uh, I, I, once I saw get this... it. <laughs> yeah, they both star cartoon lions and other animals in Africa with no humans, but aside from that, that's where the similarities end. There, I once saw this colossal two-and-a-half-hour YouTube video deconstructing the idea and explaining why they have little in common. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, the only thing I know about this anime is... Uh the whole like disney thing everyone comparing it to the lion king but I, I didn't see any similarities or uh any deep ones no just it has cartoon lions and that, that that's really about it and uh, unlike most other tezuko stuff this one is a kid's cartoon there's uh it's nothing really deep about it it's just entertaining uh if you do have kids you could probably play this for them without traumatizing them 
I mean, can you play any Japanese media to kids without traumatizing them? I don't think so. Ah, uh, kimono friends. Yeah. I mean, you can traumatize them with season two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, is it a reference to something that actually happens with season two, or because I, I I'm just I, saying it's shit. Yeah, I, I buck I boycotted it so hard that I'm not even pirating it. So I have no idea what the fuck happens with season two or anything. I don't know. I watched one episode and that was it. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. What are you taking me for? A fucking furry? No, anyway. Really, <laughs> watch Beastars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, skipping another couple few years till I see something I've seen before. The famous Speed Racer. Speed Racer, alright. Yeah. Also, uh, known originally as, see, Mock Go Go Go. That's yeah, a terrible name. English <laughs> title. Speed Racer is so much cooler. Yeah, but Japan has a long history of using bits of English or other languages in their titles. Just so, it sounds foreign and cool to them. So I've heard that. Uh, I believe that you know the American movie based the based on well on Speed Racer. Yeah, so we watched the, that for movie night a couple uh, years be, ago. Uh, wasn't it said that the basic plot was uh, basically intact? Uh, yeah, it 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 had a lot of stylish Hollywood shit added to it, but it was pretty accurate to the original. Interesting. Yeah, I actually I actually like that movie. I I, I think bad. it was pretty great. I, I didn't like bad. it. Not, well, you're gay. Not, <laughs> even John I it was Goodman, pretty good. Even John Goodman couldn't save it. I thought it was tedious. It, well, I think that uh, it was it was perhaps too long. Like if they could cut like twenty twenty five minutes or something, it would have been better. If I recall correctly. Yeah, it had some interesting visuals, at least. I'll give it that. Oh, yeah, it looked awesome. But anyway, anyway. About, about the work itself, is, is there anything so just, you can say about I'm just it? Looking, I'm just looking at the banner for the for Speed Racer on Annie List, and I don't know why he looks like he's shitting his pants while he's driving. <laughs> Yeah, the animation itself is pretty Hanna-Barbera quality. Yeah. Japan, Japan hadn't figured out how to animate yet. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, I watched uh, Speed Racer on like Boomerang or whatever too, uh, mm -hmm. back in the day. And I, I remember seeing it and I was like, why is this like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon like Scooby-Doo, but it's like a slideshow. Yeah, the animation is not high quality, but some, sometimes the writing is just interesting and in how crazy it could be. Uh, yeah. What's the show that, that did parodies of it? Was it Family Guy or something? Everybody did parodies of Speed Racer. That's been parodied to death. Yeah, I spoke. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw this as a kid and didn't even know it was Japanese. It was just another kind of ugly yeah, cartoon same. with weird shit in it. I think a lot of people were like that when they were kids. The first anime they saw, they probably didn't even know it was Japanese. God, there, like, there I didn't was know a Pokemon was Japanese. There, I didn't was... know like Beyblade. 
there was a shitload of anime that aired when I was like a, a, a very young kid. And yeah. and then there was like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball, yeah. etc. Yeah, we just but, thought they were cartoons. We didn't know there was like a difference. Yeah. So because this is Japan, it's not just about racing. It has to have a convoluted story with missing twin brothers, a secret James Bond type or evil organizations and other shit. And when Speed Raker... Speed Racer himself does not fuck around. He'll run people off cliffs, punches, supposed allies in the face, verbally abuse the women who follow him. It's It's like a crazier Asian Johnny Quest, even though Speed Racer came first. I've never seen that either. (laughs) Um, There's a compilation YouTube I'll include in the show notes. All right. It probably also inspired other crazy ass sci-fi racing stories like F Zero. Oh yeah, definitely. So, anything else to say about Speed Racer before we continue? Nope. All right. Not really. Next is 1968's Gegege no Kitaro. Uh, this oh, is it, a, this is by Gonagai, right? That's a lot of gay. I mean, the original manga. Uh, no, you must be uh, thinking no. of something else. This is... Oh. oh, yeah, mistaken. Weird. Yeah, this is a, a, a kid's comedy with slightly spooky aesthetics, kind of like Beetlejuice or Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I've never seen it, but uh, I, I'm aware of uh, early 2001 with uh, uh, Yukiona, like, like a snow woman. Yeah, this... This whole series is like a celebration of uh, Japanese mythological creatures. It was probably an, an attempt to get 60s Japanese kids to care ab- about monsters and mystical shit from their country's legends. Probably. I so, also I also have the Famicom game. Uh, oh, yeah. what? As soon as video games were invented, this got a cu- couple of them. Yeah, and this got so many adaptations. There's uh, this one from 68, uh, 1996, uh, 85, 71, 2007, uh, 2018, which I, I didn't actually pick it up in 2018. Yeah, this is, at least the bits of this I've seen, it's pretty, it's pretty episodic. Uh, th- there's this kid who was born in a graveyard and he, uh, he's the spooky one who deals with normal kids once in a while, and there's uh, various monsters and cursed magic objects and shit. It's okay. the pl- The plot is usually gibberish, and the animation is choppy. But if I was a kid in the '60s or '70s, I would have loved this. Yeah, but probably. Uh, I'm sure any anime or Asian game with uh, the legendary Japanese monsters in it from the past 50 years was inspired by Gegege no Kitaro. Just been remade and imitated so many times. It's it's not that great by its own, but it's an important part of anime history, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Also, the main character is voiced by Masako Nozawa, best known as the voice of Goku. Oh, really? Yeah, at least in the 68 version. 
Darn, she well. Yeah, I was gonna she, say she, wish she, Goku. She, all of them. She, she's still voicing Goku. Yeah, she's been every Japanese version of really? Goku. All I did of not them. Know that. Yeah, she's got to be like in her eighties now. Yeah, eighty-five. Damn, it's that Japanese work ethic. Anyway, if you if you like uh, mythical Japanese monsters, watch this or one of its many remakes. Uh, I haven't played the games. Are they any good? Are they just standard platformers? I uh, yeah, it's a standard platformer, but I, I haven't played it. But I believe the angry video game nerd uh, added it in one of his episodes. Yeah. All right. So moving on. So at this point, I believe I've actually seen things from every year. Yep, looks like it. <coughs> so nineteen sixty nine. Uh, another Osamu Tezuka offering, Dororo. So this one's about a, a child whose greedy father sold him to demons in exchange for political power. And the kid, Hyakimaru, he's, when the series starts, he's this animated doll, and he wants to hunt down the demons who each own a piece of his body. So he has 48 body parts, and each time he kills a demon, uh, he steals one of them back, and he becomes slightly more human and, and uh, it becomes weaker too yeah this is different from almost all anime because the hero gets weaker over time he'd be stronger as a doll but he wants to be human so uh, i believe we watch uh, the movie of this oh yeah there's been multiple live action movies based on it and the ps2 game blood will tell is also based on it Really? Oh, that I didn't know. Uh, there was also a recent adaptation from uh, 2019. I didn't like it. Oh, I haven't seen the new one. Uh, it was kind of... Uh, the, uh, uh, the small kid is annoying. Uh, what is it called? Yeah, Dororo is yeah. the name of his kid's sidekick, not the protagonist. Yeah, the... Dororo is actually annoying. It's basically Aniki, the anime. He does this for, for the entirety of the anime. It's uh, fucking hate it. Yeah, I hate kid sidekicks. It'd be better if it was just the uh, the main guy trying to get his body back. Oh, absolutely. That, that would have been awesome. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't think they do this as often now. But I don't know why a lot of these anime and manga needed felt the need to include some cringy, obnoxious little sidekick character up the main character's ass twenty four seven. It's to be relatable to the kids reading it. Yeah, they were probably imitating Western comics, which frequently had sidekick characters. And they did this exactly for the reason I I, I just said. Yeah, if if a story has a kid kid characters in it kids in real life will be more likely to buy it yeah but not every kid who like watches this shit is like a whiny autist <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> all right well maybe you are <laughs> i don't know yeah it's different watching but, uh... this stuff as an ad ad adult but anyway let's move on another one from 1969 is puss in boots so, uh, yes, 
the prequel sequel to Shrek 2, the best anime. <laughs> so this is about a peasant boy who gets treated like shit by his evil brothers, and along comes this talking swordsman cat who, who tries to hook him up with a human princess. Oh, and, and this is a movie. Yeah, this is a one-shot movie. No, but the princess is engaged to marry a man named Lucifer. Yes, the fucking devil. So uh, this is about the kid and the cat uh, trying to stop Lucifer from becoming the new king of the kingdom. It, it, it's a wacky kids movie that's definitely imitating a lot of early Disney films, especially Cinderella, which also has intelligent cats and, and mice in it. It's largely inspired by various old fairy tales. You know, the uh, the plot of a peasant becoming royalty. Uh, I, I know there's a Puss in Boot uh, NES game, like Famicom game, which I believe uh, also appeared in Captain N, but I'm digressing really badly here. I, I'm not sure if the NES game is actually based on the movie series. Probably. I've never heard of Captain N before, but if he's not a black guy, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> N stands for Nintendo. Yeah, Damn it. It, it, it was basically a cartoon uh, where um, uh, there was a lot of Nintendo characters. Captain N is basically a kid going into the Nintendo world, and then there's like uh, there's Kid Icarus, Mega Man, Simon Belmont. It yeah, sounds it sounds yeah. awesome, but Mega Man barely looks like Mega Man. Simon Belmont does not look like Simon Belmont, and uh, yeah, one, and one it, of the oh, one of has. the main violent uh, villain is uh, Doctor Wily and the Mother Brain from Metroid. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, and one of her minions is a King Hippo from Punch Out. Yeah, he's blue skinned and has big hook nipples. <laughs> Go but, on. But, yeah, but, but yeah, I digress really badly, but uh, I know that there's a, um, a, a <coughs> sorry, what was the name? Yeah, Puss and Boot. Uh, this character, I think, appears. Oh, I was not aware of that. But is because it of the NES game. Oh, is it? So it's specifically based on the Japanese incarnation of this old folktale character? Maybe. I'm not sure. So that that's a big uh, that's a big connection that cool or cool not be true, but yeah. So I I still see uh, Puss in Boots character as a, a logo on various anime even to this day. So it's uh, like a lesser Miss, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, isn't it like a Toy Animation? Yeah, it's Toy Animation's mascot. Right. So if you if you like kids movies and you're boycotting Disney for some reason, play them this instead of Cinderella. Anyway, moving on. So in 1970, we had Ashita no Joe or Tomorrow's Joe. Wish got a modern remake uh, pin-off as Megalobox. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Megalobox, the first season. I haven't seen the second one yet. But uh, I was planning to watch this anime because I was really into Hajime no Ippo back in the day. Yeah, another boxing story. Yeah, another boxing uh, anime manga. 
so I wanted to check this one out, and I downloaded a torrent of it. I mean, bought it legally, and uh, I. But I just again, it's another one of those things I just never got around to. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. So this is the story of a teenager who meets a tired old boxing trainer who sees incredible potential in him. And I know that sounds like uh, the first Rocky movie, but yeah, this, that's every the, boxing movie though. Yeah, this predates that's, it by six that's years. Also the, that's also Creed, which is another spinoff of Rocky. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a popular story because there's lots of young <laughs> athletes looking to prove themselves. So the story's been done over nine thousand times, including as Megalobox. And hell, even uh, Rainbow had a similar subplot about an underdog Japanese boxer. Yeah. Probably inspired a lot of fighting games, too. But so, Ashita no Joe, I have not seen all of this. I need to. But it's got several sequels and remakes. A lot of these old manga and anime have. But I don't have much else to say about it. All right, so moving on. Moving on, 1971, we have Lupin the Third. Yeah, that I've seen at least the uh, the Red Jacket series. Yeah, or, we need... or or is that even older than it? Oh, I forget which season. Uh, he has different colored jackets. We need to get Weeble back on sometime. Yeah, I, I think this is this is the one because the one I've seen, I think it's Lupin Third Part Two. And this is part one. Yeah, I. It's one of these seasons. A Cartoon Network aired in the early two thousands. Yeah, it's part two. A, I think had a pretty good English dub. Yeah, it was decent. Uh, other than the random references that they answered. Yeah, it added references to more modern shit. Like I don't need that. Yeah, that was weird. They, they, they talk about like one of the latest uh, uh, Golden Eye movie, and uh, not Golden Eye, but James Bond movie. It's like, eh, yeah, isn't and, this set in the seventies or something? Yeah, and they reference Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and other obviously more modern stuff. Like, yeah, don't do the, that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Lupin is a world class thief who steals for the thrill and the challenge of it, not just for the money. He likes the money, but it's mostly for the challenge. And uh, Lupin the Third is episodic, so you can jump in at any period, watch any episode or any of the movies, and you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, at least most of them, because I know that uh, apparently, according to Weeble, uh, we had part five recently, a few years ago, and it it was set in France, and it was about fucking Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned that. And we uh, we have a part six that is still ongoing, I believe. And according to Weeble, at least you have to see part five before seeing part six, maybe. Uh, okay, so not one hundred percent of the franchise is yeah, episodic. Not 100%, but uh, Jesus, there's a lot of it. If you check <laughs> rela Relation and Annulist, I've never seen so much. There's one. Yeah, there's like 50 movies. They make one every year. Yeah, L Lupin, I've heard a lot about Lupin, and there's like a shitload of it. I've just never seen any of it. The, there's but... about 34 Relation. So I'm going to play some it's... heist movies. 
for movie night in March because that's Hell what yeah. people voted for. So I'm going to play at least one Lupin movie. Good. So, yeah, Lupin's a lot of fun. And uh, Fujiko Mine is the original anime titty monster. And she deserves your respect for that. <laughs> at the very least, your right hand. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully it, it, the next it, part of Lupin, instead of stealing bitcoins, he steals monkey NFTs. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, this, our, this series good shit. It's good fun. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, monkey so Punch. Fun. Yeah, the author of the original manga died in 2019. Arm. So God bless that lunatic pervert. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. All right. Next is Devil Man. Devil Man. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is a series that has inspired a shitload of other series, right? Yeah, yeah. including Berserk. It was definitely yeah. inspired by this. I, well, I have well, not seen the original, but I've seen Devilman Crybaby. Have you seen also Zetman? No, uh, but I'm aware it? of it. Yeah, this is basically another uh, one of these Devilman retelling. So Go Nagai is like the edgier version of Osamu Tezuka. He's like, um, he's incredibly prolific. And he, he was like, oh, this is all well and good, but it needs more beheadings and rape. <laughs> oh, more. Yeah. So uh, if you read the original De Devilman manga, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Go Nagai is basically the dude... That invented the kind of um, of uh, etchy pervert uh, slice and life genre, and um, all of the jokes, all of the pervy jokes, like um, a character falling and then his head falling in the, the crotch of a girl or something like that, comes from that apparently. Yeah, going the guy is extremely perverted. We'll just <laughs> introduce tons of sexual content, whether. It fits or not. So anyway, Devil Man. It's about the story is Antarctica has, has held sleeping devils for centuries, and now they're about to go free. So guns are useless against them. Nuclear weapons will probably just make them wake up faster. The only hope to stop the devils is to get one of them to partially possess a pure-hearted human, creating a Devil Man. Yeah, it's a ridiculous story and as it continues it becomes more insane and it has no internal logic but it's worth it just for the spectacle now this uh the 72 version it does come out, cut out some of the more gruesome parts of the manga it makes it feel more like a super sentai it it also doesn't cover the whole story so i recommend you read the manga instead yeah i believe none of them actually uh, cover the whole thing um, maybe Crybaby. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, what was it? Man, I, I think any list doesn't have all of the uh, the relation. I, I believe um, A, unfortunate. I believe they say that the best Devil Man was the 90s one. Um, I don't think, think I've seen the 90s one, but I have read the original manga and it's pretty good. Let me check Wikipedia quick, quick. 
because Anulus doesn't seem to have all of them, oddly enough. Uh, that's anime, anime, anime. Yeah, and any mm. anime with devils or an upcoming apocalypse is probably inspired by Devil Man. Hell, there's even parts where the uh, the protagonist gets power ups, so that likely inspired a lot of shonen. Yeah, I, I can't get the name of it. Yeah, don't worry about it. So, uh, enough of Devil Man. Next is Mazinger Z, which is also by Gonagai. I've heard of that. So most most of the early giant robot anime, they have the same kind of plot. They all have a genius scientist who creates a giant robot to fight against other robots made by an evil scientist. And only the good scientist's energetic young grandson can pilot the robot. It, it's such a popular story idea. It's been repeated so many times, and Mazinger Z was the first to do it. Really? Yeah, growing up, I was promised giant robot fights, and I'm sorely disappointed with humanity. <laughs> well, since this is by Gonagai, it has some gross weird shit in it. Uh, one of the villains is this nasty hermaphrodite creature, and he works for this evil scientist named Dr. Hell. Right, it's it's that character that has alpha face, alpha woman face, and alpha man face, right? Yeah, I, I think I've seen this parody yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, I also, don't remember where. Also, the PS2 game God Hand it ripped off the theme music from this anime. Nice. Well, then it must be good theme music. Yeah, it is pretty cool. <laughs> this catchy like whole. Uh, saxophone riff and shit. But, uh, so, Mazinger Z is decent. It's got a few sequels, and, um, but the real reason why you watch Going to Guy stuff is if you want the really extreme, gross, nasty, horrible shit, and this is kind of lacking in that regard. Because th this is back when he was still being re restrained, so his stuff could appear on TV. <laughs> So I, I'm not very knowledgeable about giant robot anime. It's an area of my Chinese cartoons I need to become more educated. Yeah, I haven't seen many. And unfortunately, uh, last season, there was like five, and they all kind of sucked. Yeah, the genre is still yeah. popular after 50 plus years. Is it that popular? I hear it's waning in popularity, even in Japan. Yeah, they're actually not releasing a lot. and but, but every time it's waning in popularity, they come out with something like Evangelion that just revitalizes the genre, and people remember why they like it. <laughs> yeah, but do people like Evangelion because of the giant robots or because of the existential dread and Asuka's fat ass? Yeah, they <laughs> like it for the sexualized 14-year-old girls. Yeah, like you like all anime. Why else would you watch it? They, they, they need to make something else like Evolve Rave the Liberator. Th that shit was awesome. But anyway. I mean, they could just make another Gundam, but like not make it shitty and trying to sell toys to children. Uh, I, I don't know. What I've seen from Gundam so far, I, I'm not impressed. Yeah, Gundam's yeah. another series that's been going on for 
decade after decade. It, maybe, even the original creator is sick of it. Maybe I should uh, watch the uh, older one or something because uh, I've seen uh, Reconquista NG and um, uh, Blood Iron Orphan, and overall, I'm not impressed. Uh, I have a couple yeah, frankly, on my list in the 90s. We'll get to those later. All right. Yeah, I, I've never been terribly impressed with a lot of the mecha anime. It's unfortunate. What, what the premise of a giant robot beating the shit out of another robot sounds pretty sick. Uh, watch the big O. It's a good version of that I, kind of plot. I've been meaning to do that. I, uh, I will eventually. Watch Gun X Sword. Gun X Sword? Gun X Sword. Yes. Oh. That, that was amazing. I, I, I watched it like three times. Shit. Uh, anyways, if you want uh, uh, more information about robot anime, uh, reach a gear at gearlandia.com or dot. I, I don't fucking know. Uh, th this guy has basically seen every fucking robot anime there is. Oh, is that someone's blog? Uh, no, it's a user in a fetty. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's, uh, send me a link to their info. Yeah, gear at the gearlandia.house. Uh, it, it's also uh, um, a, a weeaboo uh, Fedi instance. Here. Oh, oh okay. I've seen an episode of Gun Ectoard like a long fucking time ago. This came out in 2005, so probably sometime around that. Yeah, it, it should have heard on, on Toonami or something, I think. Yeah, this looks pretty yeah, I rad. Yeah, that's where I saw an episode. Yeah, Gun Ectoard is good shit. Uh... It recommends Trigun, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Shampoo. All right. Those are some good recommendations. Yeah, all, all those are on my list, too. Why? Wh wh where are you getting this yeah, recommendation? Oh, it's on the Annie page. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, Trigun was dope. Oh, I was talking with people about Trigun on the Fediverse about a week ago. And mm -hmm. I mentioned that uh, my dad really liked Western movies, and yeah. I was br briefly considering showing him Cowboy Bebop, but then I realized, no, there's there's too much anime gibberish in this. He'd never tolerate characters like Ed. Oh, uh, that's sad. My, my dad, show him my the dad... live-action adaptation. I'm sure he'll love it. <laughs> yeah, I'll dig no, him just... up and let him know. My, my okay. dad is... <laughs> I'm currently making him uh, watch Hunter x Hunter. He's currently, he's, he's currently at the Chimera Ant arc. Yeah, he's enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something like seventy episodes in. Man, I want so long, and it gets so crazy. I want to meet that dad. <laughs> anyway, after I was uh, talking about showing, potentially showing my dad Cowboy Bebop, uh, someone else recommended Trigun. And I responded like I'm trying to imagine my cranky old dad watching this and, and saying. Why doesn't the trench coat faggot just shoot the bad guys? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's about sending a message. Also, but, but, just because he's a pussy. But, and we're digressing really hard. Oh, well, yeah. About Mazingerzi, is there anything else to say? Uh, no. Uh, maybe sometime in the future, I'll watch all of this and the various sequels. All right. 
So, so basically, your list so far is us going heavily off topic, but all right. Yeah, well, I haven't seen most of these. These are like esoteric shit from like the 70s. Like I fucking, my Zoomer ass has watched most of this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not my forte either. Uh, out of all the stuff we've had so far, you should read the Devil Man manga. It was good shit. I don't read manga. You have to bully me to get me to read anything. <laughs> oh, I still want to force you to read Berserk as well. Yeah, if you if you read something, read Berserk. Just fucking open a tab on your browser, uh, pin it or something, and then just read a couple of pages in there. You'll I think I read like the first chapter or something a long time ago. Jesus, dude, that, that's like I... one chapter on three hundred. I know, but it's like, I don't know. I get spoiled on like all of the major plot points, so I never felt motivated to actually read it. It's still totally worth it. It's you, worth it. Even if you know everything that happens, it is so freaking rad. You you, you, you don't exactly watch Berserk for the plot. I mean, read. Well, you read it for the art, you, which is... You read it for the rape. <laughs> if you want. If you want, there's plenty. <laughs> there's lots of election. I'm not going to deny that. Your, your, your favorite character, Rape Horse. <laughs> oh, it, boy. Yeah, it has Rape Horse. <laughs> anyway, let's move on with my list. Would you say Rape Horse is your spirit animal? <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> let's just fucking move on. <laughs> All right, next is, uh, I've seen a little bit of New Moomin. It's this kid's cartoon about these upright walking hippo animals. It's based on books by a Finnish illustrator. His name is Tove Jansen. Yeah, I'm familiar with the 90s one, Tennessee Moomin Ika, which apparently is actually accurate to his work because he, he didn't like the, the earlier work because they were completely fucking inaccurate. Yeah, I don't know why Japan uh, decided to t take on this obscure Finnish comic, but uh, Japan has a long history of seeing something from a foreign country and uh, deciding to adopt it as their own. Yeah, yeah, well, it, I mean, it's Japan. They just kind of do weird shit sometimes. Well, I, I believe around that time, uh, there. Uh, wait, let, 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 let me go get World Masterpiece TR, which I believe is, is a long fucking running shit, which has. Um, okay, yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, World Masterpiece TR. It, let me just get the Wikipedia entry. All right. Yeah, j just look at this. This might be why they have adapted things from all around the world. The World Masterpiece Theater was a Japanese yeah. TV anime staple that showcased an animated version of a different classical book or story each year. Okay. Yeah, and the original Moomin was among them. There's the new Moomin, 
Fable of the Green Forest, Heidi, A Dog of Flanders, uh, Anne of Green Gables, the, the probably the, the only um uh, if I'm not mistaken, Anne of Green Gable is set in Quebec or some shit. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure that's a Canadian yeah. thing. Yeah, it's probably the, the only um, Quebec anime characters ever, but I digress. Adventure of Tom Sire, etc., etc. That, that is why Moomin was adapted, because they wanted to make anime of works from around the world. Okay. Yeah, I was aware this was a like a continuing theme of adapting f- uh, various European stories as anime, but I didn't know it was uh, organized as the World Masterpiece Theater. This is yeah, pretty rad. I- I've heard it being mentioned in the several anime, I believe. Oh, I'll, I was distracted looking at this list. I'll look over it later. So, uh, is Moomin worth watching? Like it's it's an okay kid show. That's about all I have to say about it. What was the nineties one? You have Arrested Development, then maybe. (laughs) But yeah, what was the nineties one? This one was really fantastic, and you probably have already seen it. I I watched this in French for years as a kid. I loved it. All right, let's continue. War Go Nagai. Cutie From 1973. This is Go Nagai's fucked up take on the magical girl genre. So the idea of girls like transforming and fighting monsters, it did exist before this. I can't name any examples off my head. Just go to Wikipedia. But uh, Go Nagai saw the concept and he liked the whole women killing monsters thing, but he decided to add torture and rape. Yeah, he was like, how do I make this more to my fetish? <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a lot of fetchy. This is a, a, a very itchy series. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, this is incredibly perverted. So, yeah, so th- this is about the, this robot girl who just transformed into several other girl. L- like, she has she has several personas or some shit. This is this weird. So like all women. Yeah, I I have watched <laughs> the beginning of Cutioni Universe, which uh, was really de- recent. It's from uh, 2018. I didn't like it. It uh, didn't. Uh, this is probably the the only uh, adaptation. Uh, that I've heard from a friend that didn't actually fucking explain what it is. I mean, when you explain it for the 10th time, this is stupid, but whatever. Uh, This was weird and gross in some way. Yeah, Gona guy is this gross, (laughs) sadistic maniac who likes... uh, He has a lot of female protagonists, but he likes putting them through hell. No, I, I remember uh, th- there was like a lot of lesbian characters and the um, the Saint-Chapelle Academy uh, that Cutioni that, uh, was attending. And then I, I remember like some 
cute girl kissing to some old fucking hag or some shit like that. And I was like, not sure I want to see that. Yeah, there's a good reason why. For a long time, anime had this reputation of being ultra-violent porn cartoons. It's it's because of Gonagai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but did what I see is like in the original or something? Yeah, it was always perverted and heavily sexualized. Yeah. Right from the start. I really want to see, however, the uh, 2001, I believe... Uh, it's an OV of three episodes that's called Re Cutioni because it it has it, like the look of it looks amazing and I think I saw the opening once and I was like wow this is really stylish but I so, digress yeah I have not seen this version maybe I'll get to it before we reach 2004 on this podcast I mean, it's a movie series, so we could maybe play it for like a movie night or some shit. Yeah, but this three is episodes. Q- this is Cutioni, so I don't know how, how sexual it will be. It, it, it'll be extremely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. Let's I, all I, get boners I, together as friends. I, <laughs> I, I saw some, uh, some Twitch dude actually play the video game once. I think it might have been a Saturn game or oh. PC effects. Yeah, it, is it a dating sim or some shit? And uh, no, it was basically uh, some sort of weird. Um, uh, it was a visual novel with some sort of um, a QT and stuff like this. And then you have a menu. Uh, you have to choose some fucking attacks and and weird stuff like this. I think it might have been QTNE FX, which is on PC FX, which is full of fucking games like this, which are basically just like animated, uh, animated visual novel and shit like this. But I digress. Yeah, Cutie Honey is just just fucked up, sadistic. <laughs> Even misogynistic, just in how much it tortures the female characters. So, so trying to think of like what kind of weird shit they'd put in a game version of it. Well, it, <laughs> to, it, like, do you beat her half to just death, like or revenge, or just rip her clothes off? I don't, I, yes. I don't, I don't remember it having. Even if it was the PCFX, because at some point it was such a failure, they allowed literally porn on it. But I think uh, there wasn't all that much to it. Uh, the streamers sometimes censored the game, so I don't remember if he did for this or not. But yeah, uh, the streamer is Macau Forty Five, by the way. Right. He plays all sort of like obscure fucking shit you've never heard about. Yeah, I love that kind of shit. You you, you should watch him watch him sometime. Anyway, moving on to Doraemon. Right, you've heard everyone has heard of of this one at least. I hope. Yeah, yeah. it's like Japanese Mickey Mouse. You've fucking seen him. You've heard him. Yeah. Yeah, so this is about a kid who has a friend who is a robotic cat from the future who can 
do basically anything. You can always pull out the right technology to solve any situation. Um, it, it's not very deep, but it's been en enduringly popular for decade after decade. Uh, and Doraemon the cat robot itself, also voiced by Masako Nozawa. Nice. So she's had a long freaking career. Uh, also, by the way, if I click on the sequel... Uh, 1979 you can see about like a, another something that has 30 relation yes they're still making movies of the Raymon uh, th there's a movie uh, Nobita no little star that has still not released uh, and there's um, one the Raymon series that started in 2005 which is still ongoing uh, basically, episode uh, s uh, 711 is releasing in three days. Fuck. Just this Doraemon's not very popular in other countries, but it's a gigantic institution in its home country. Yeah, it's massive. Oh, also, interestingly, uh, the Mix and Narvest Moon game, uh, uh, Story of Season, I think now with Doraemon and yeah I saw that it, it got an English translation actually so I've seen a little bit of this 73 series but um some of the episodes are lost uh, uh there was a fire I think in the 80s oh that sucks so I'm Looking on uh, Annie List, it says, yeah, of the 52 episodes made, only 21 are known to sur survive, and two of them have no audio. Oh. So now people gotta look for VHS, but VHS around that time probably, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's lost. <laughs> yeah, VHS at the time was expensive and rare, so it's unlikely the lost episodes will ever be found. But um, he... uh, sorry, uh, by the way, I just checked Doraemon's Story of Season. It's on Steam and it's currently 70% off right now. It's 20 bucks or something. Uh, when does that sale yeah. end? Uh, and like three days. <laughs> no. So by the time I so... post this Saturday morning, it'll be too late. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, check back uh, next sale. <laughs> Because uh, always... it's Namco Bandai, and uh, they do sales very often. Oh, yeah, they do it all the time. Pretty based of them, honestly. Yeah. Yep. I I've always kind of had a soft spot for those farming-type games. I don't know why. But, yeah, uh, Story of Season or the true Harvest Moon, because Harvest Moon, the name was stolen from the publisher, and that's me or yeah. whatever. So it's a true Harvest Moon game, and it looks like quality, honestly. But I digress. Oh, yeah. You see the the Harvest Moon games that come out, and they're they're kind of ugly looking. Well, they even the, even the, even the new story of season, honestly, I believe like they, they don't have the budget. They they recently uh, remade the PS One game, and uh, the character kind of chibi and. Uh, this looks ugly. I would have rather they just outright to port it and put more shit in it instead, but whatever. 
So anything else to say about the Doraemon? I have never seen this series in my life. Yeah, I've never seen a single fucking episode of this shit. <laughs> okay, so moving on. In 1974, uh, we have Heidi, Girl of the Alps. Yeah, which we mentioned a minute ago. Yeah, M- Masterpiece TR. So this is the precursor to every slice of life, cute girls doing cute things anime from the past 50 years. I, I swear I might have seen this. I-, I read the book in school when I was in, like, I don't know, fifth grade. Yeah. I forgot all of it, though. I do not recall any of it. Uh, I've never guess, seen the anime, though. I guess at the time you didn't. faithful. I guess reading about cute girls doing cute things is not the same as seeing it. Well, I don't even like Moe shit, so <laughs> I've never been into any of that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I only read it for like a book report. I didn't fucking care about the contents. I just skimmed through <laughs> it. It is book reports. I, I've actually never had to do this, I think. Well, good for you. <laughs> So if you go on Annie list and look at this, look at the recommendations. It's all very similar stuff. So this started a huge trend. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, it's. Uh, I think they're all from the um, uh, worldwide masterpiece theater. So uh, they they're all very similar, of course. So this is yet another kid's show, and it's not that great. It's probably not worth watching in the current year, but it's worth noting for its whole host of imitators. So uh, if there's nothing else, let's continue. Uh, Star Blazers, the quest for Iskandar. I believe this is... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, yeah, I have not heard of that at all. Uh, and it pro- seems to be from Matsumoto. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was going to mention, I think this is Matsumoto's first anime. So, uh, full, full Metal, would you like to read the description for us? I did not have it pulled up. <laughs> and I don't know where I put your list. All right, I put it into chat. I'll just just be sure. Uh, the title in English is Star Blazers: The Quest for uh, Iskander, but the Japanese title is Uchu Senkan Yamato. Now, who cares what those yeah, fucking I'm not Japs think? Gonna be able to no, pronounce it's, it's, that. No, it's actually it's actually important because uh, there's been some uh, recent Yamato movies. Yeah, didn't they have a ship named Yamato in World War Two? I don't know. Maybe. I believe so. I mean, it was a famous real ship, and that's why there's all those... That's why there's a bunch of ships named Yamato in, like, every anime ever that has ships. Yeah, I just looked it. It does go back to World War II. Also, has a reference in One Piece. I don't know why they're so proud of that ship, because it clearly didn't help them enough. <laughs> All right, you anyway, have the, yeah, do you have the description? I do have up? it pulled up. Read okay. it for us, please. In the distant future, the war between the human race and the Gamelian has taken its toll on the planet Earth. Constant bombardment of radioactive asteroids has rendered the planet's atmosphere uninhabitable. As a means of relief aid, Queen Starsha 
of the planet Iskandar, I don't know how you pronounce that, offers the Earth forces a device that can completely neutralize the radiation off the planet. For this task, the space battleship Yamato is launched from the remains of its World War II ancestor on a 148,000 light-year journey. However, the crew of the Yamato has only one Earth year to travel to Iskandar and back, or the human race will come to an end. So this yes, is a description. Yeah, this is an early space opera, probably inspired by Star Trek yeah. and other Western uh, sci-fi series. But uh, I haven't seen all of it. This is one of the of aforementioned series that I've seen a couple episodes of like decades ago, and I barely remember it, but it was pretty enjoyable. I should go back and watch all of it. Yeah, everything uh, Leiji Matsumoto is actually pretty decent. At least decent. Yeah, he made that Daft Punk music video movie, Interstellar 5555. Yeah, he's also responsible for the Albatar series, which has another name, uh, Captain Arlock. Oh, yeah. That one I have not seen, but I've heard good things about. Uh, yeah. Actually, the, the anime, uh, it, aired, uh, it, 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 it aired at some point on TV, and I thought it was pretty okay. Wait, I do have Captain Harlock on my list, I, so I must have seen <laughs> one episode of it decades ago. Anyway, why does he call himself <laughs> Leiji instead of Meiji? I don't know. All of these words are borderline unpronounceable. Yeah, maybe he just likes foreign stuff, so he'll use the foreign letter L in his it, name. It, it, it's it's probably some uh, some nickname because clicking on it, you can see Akira Matsumoto. Matsumoto. Like, I, I don't know. Gamelian, oh. Starsha, Iskandar. What are what does any of this mean? <laughs> Guy just really likes Western sci-fi These and wanted to make his own words. Communist gobbledygook. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Reiji or Leiji for some reason, it, it's a it's a pseudonym that means something like uh, zero wire. Oh, maybe it's like how um, Mazamune Shiro he pronounces his name Mazamune instead of Masamune, and he, Masamune he spells. They sound so much cooler. Yeah, he just likes Western pronunciation. Possible. Yeah, but we just pronounce everything straight. Like we don't add any flair to our words. What are you are you saying? There's no silent letters in the English language. <sighs> Why is English so retarded? <laughs> I blame the French and the Norse. I blame all the various languages English is ripped off of and mashed together. Fucking German, Latin, French, all that shit. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, so do, do we continue or do we stop here for now? Uh, let's do one we, more. I only yeah, have one, one more. Last, I only have one more for, for 75. Perfect. So, so Yusha, right? One of the over 9,000 big robot series. They're hard to differentiate, but um, this one has the same basic plot as Monster Z. It has a 
good scientist who creates a big robot and uh but this is a slight variation instead of an evil scientist who creates big robots it has uh evil demons in spaceships who are attacking the earth and the big robots have to fight them but the robot Rydine, it even looks very similar to Mazinger. But uh, this has less personality in the villains. And But uh, one good thing I'll say about it, it, uh, it has pretty cool vehicle designs. Like, like uh, the alien spaceships and the protagonist. His name is Akira and he rides a cool motorcycle which probably inspired the movie Akira and its cool motorcycles. Nice. So, uh, this one wasn't that great, and I have no desire to go back and watch it. All right. I'm kind of <laughs> kind of digging the box art for it. Yeah, the it box art is like crazy. It's, yeah, look it looks it. like it's parroting like, a, like an American like Hollywood movie. Uh, you look at it in action, and it's the cheap... Uh, speed racer style animation. It's not that uh, good. Yeah, I mean, it came out in like '75, so I don't have high expectations for it. Yeah, by the 1980s, Japan really figured out how this whole animation thing worked, and they started creating these amazing things. But before that, it was pretty, pretty crude and primitive. Anyway, fuck Jeff. Yeah. Let's talk about whatever shit Mew's been doing lately. You All can't right, say so... fuck Japs when your entire life revolves around the fucking media they shit out. <laughs> fuck Japs! <laughs> so, alright. No so, uh, there's the Shoujo Kagiki review Starlight movie that just released a few days ago. Okay, uh, so that anime is about the girls who sing and sometimes fight each other for the yeah, pleasure of a giraffe man, right? Yeah, the, the, the stage girls. Uh, they, they were in high school, and they were in a very uh, prestigious high school for training stage girls. Uh, so I was what, gonna what, what coach... Was, what was train it like? stage girls how? Uh, w well, I mean, it, it's one of those like specialized high school that has also... Uh, that this that is also about you know what uh, about becoming a stage girl. You, you you've they make never stripper seen... high school now. Hmm? They make stripper high schools now. <laughs> no, maybe in Japan. But anyways, um, oh yeah, I was gonna get uh... just streamline that shit. <laughs> Let me just get. Just in case for the future. Okay, all right. There's the um, uh, the group that did the subbing for the movie is called Veggie Sub. In case some someone um is listening to this and in, in the far future or something, the subs by them were fucking amazing. Yeah, you, what was so you, good about them? Um. Well, this is basically what you'll never get from professional subs because of Netflix and all this shit. There were the subs of the songs on top, and they were colored depending on which character was singing. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was really cool. So you often add sometime three dialogue line going on and on the screen. That was crazy. And it accurately... Just translates all of them. Yeah, of course. That's pretty cool. Be because uh, 
and this series, the songs are very, very important. The lyrics are part of the story. Are the lyrics about fighting and killing? Uh, not really killing. It, the, the original series is it's basically uh, I on a I've seen it uh, being compared to uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena. Okay. So th- this is one of those, and I believe the director is uh, has worked under that director. I- I'm not sure. I, I have to check that. That, that just. Uh, what I've heard from Hersey. Oh, I only saw the one episode of uh, Review Starlight. Yeah, the, the the one where you had to um, to watch all of it. Yeah. So you, uh, before we started the show, you said for this movie you have to have seen the whole series for it to make any sense. Uh, yeah, this is actually a direct sequel. Oh, and by the way, I just looked it up, and yeah, uh, he worked with. Uh, Kuniko uh, Ikuara on Mawaru Penguinda. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have seen Revolutionary Girl Utena, which is also about girls who fight each other. Mm. So, he was probably inspired by that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, th- th- this is one of those series that is a lot about... Um, it's not coming to me. Uh, it's metaphorical. You know? What's happening is a bit metaphorical. However, it's not that hard to comprehend. Like, you won't you won't rake your brain. And what does any of this mean? No. What does this mean is mostly spelled out. So, is it a metaphor for... Bullshit high school cliques or something? No, uh, I believe the original series is basically a, a metaphor uh, about uh, uh, th- all of those girls are friends, but uh, th- they're basically fighting for um, uh, well to come out the best. I think that that simply was this. And it's a, so it's a metaphor for how everyone in Japan is overworked. Mm-hmm. And then fighting That's to be the best, theme, more really. or less, I suppose. More or less, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. It's just that the anime was just specific, that it was about, like, the, the, the rivalry. However, it's been a while uh, since I haven't seen the series itself, so I might be saying some bullshit. But, yeah, the um, you need to see the original series because uh, this is a direct sequel. Uh, also, there's a... Um, there's a recap movie, but as all a recap movie, you don't just watch the recap movie. The recap movie is for people who has already seen the series. Why? Because it cuts some scenes. Even if it adds some scene and it um, modifies some stuff for the better. I've heard one of the review is actually 8-bit and the movie, so that's cool. Uh, however, it cut some of the review song uh, song short so you want to see the uh, the whole series instead uh, the movie is called uh, shoujo kegiki review starlight rando 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 all right so anyways about the movie it's a direct sequel because um 
uh, the girls are actually graduating. Uh, and uh, was it the beginning? I believe it starts with uh, the girls seeing the principal and uh, they're listing the, um, uh, the stage troops that they want to join. And you see each girl where they want to go next. And uh, also the movie is, uh, it actually shows the detail between what, uh, what happened between uh, Ikari and Karen. Because you know something happened be between these two uh, during the original series, but you don't have uh, all the details. This actually shows you all the details. And once the plot gets out of the way, you get a whole hour of uh, the songs. Oh, so the movie's a big musical? Uh, more or less, yes. And uh, this is amazing because not only it fixed some flaws of the original anime, like not knowing what happened between Ikeri and Karen, but then uh, it, it brings a whole hour of what you want to see, the review. And why are they still uh, fighting uh, if uh, the if well, the original ended, the... the the original series ended. Well, the girls still have some gripes, some various gripes around each other. Uh, I won't go into details why. You'll see why. And a lot of it is basically completely spelled out. And it's basically amazing. It's everything an anime movie should be. It's it's simply more, simply more grandiose. And that that's what you wanted. It's a fucking masterpiece. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I can tell by your enthusiasm and your peaking audio in your microphone. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> I, I always He's do. always peaking. It's when he talks louder and gets more excited, he he's always peaking. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry, no, everyone. No, I enjoy your enthusiasm. Just fix that shit. The harder the erection, the higher the peaking. Yeah, no, it's because I gotta stop going so close to the mic, I'm sorry. But yeah... You get uh, very excited. I, I watched this, and uh, this is the... I, have you ever watched something, a movie or whatever, and then it makes you excited for the next two days? Just yeah. have this feeling of euphoria because you watch something really cool? Yeah. Uh, let me think. When's the last time I was happy? Uh, maybe <laughs> we're going back a while. You know, when I saw the Dark Knight in theaters, that was pretty freaking rad. So yeah, two thousand eight. I was happy fourteen years ago. But but yeah, this is what I felt after watching this movie. Five hour five fucking masterpiece. All right, I should watch the whole original series. It's only 12 episodes. Oh, you, you should. It, it's really good. And then there's the movie. It's even better. On top of that, the director has just uh, really some kind of teaser that is done exactly in the style of the show and the movie. And everyone's like, is it a teaser for more of this series? Or we'll see. But anyways, this director definitely want to look for because this was fucking amazing. Yeah, you're definitely selling me on it. It's just I got to watch the original series. 
for it I'll to make it. sense. Yeah, I know, but he gets excited about all of this sort of idol shit, so... <laughs> yeah, but out of all the idol shit he's had me watch for this podcast, uh, this one's probably the most interesting, or at least has the most potential. Well, yeah, because mm. there's something... I guess there's at least something else going on behind it. Yeah, yeah there's fighting and talking giraffes. eating cake and talking about dresses and shit. Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand the appeal of this. But anyways, enough about this. Anyone has anything else to talk about? Uh, I'm still playing uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five because mm -hmm. I couldn't play it much last month because I was busy with work. But it's a pretty good JRPG. It's just the story is not important. This is all about spurging out over builds for combat. All right. Uh, I I've played a bit more of Worlds than Club. Uh, as expected, the uh, the dev game that was going on is kind of a fake out. Uh, in a way, this is kind of hilarious because this is a company made by the Danganronpa guy and the Zero Escape guy. So it, it kind of feels like a, a developer joke. You, you expect a dev game out of them, even if it was bullshit. But yes, so far this seems to be some weird episodic um, side-scrolling game, side-scrolling with slight puzzle and set pieces, and, and this is really weird. I gotta play more of it. Otherwise, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest uh, 1 because I can just fucking lie down on the sofa and then listen to other things while, while I'm playing it. Dragon Quest has good music, though. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I I've already heard uh, heard all of it, and Dragon Quest 1, it has maybe, like, four songs or something. Yeah, and the battle theme is really, really repetitive. <laughs> yeah, it, be because of how it starts. A and also, this is a very fast game. Even on NES, it was fast. So you you always heard the same part of the battle song and uh yeah yeah R.A.P. Koichi Sugiyama yeah he died died sometime last year yeah he died recently yeah September thirtieth yeah famous <laughs> Dragon Quest composer and war crimes denier <laughs> <laughs> well that's just a lot of Japanese people they just kind of pretend like World War Two never happened no it, it's about something involving China I believe yeah he I think he specifically oh, denied the rape of Nanking the, boy the, they raped the fuck out of Nanking yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is exactly that he's denying it happened and now he's dead <laughs> yeah didn't happen but if it did it was based <laughs> <laughs> God, I love the Japanese. They just don't fucking care. <laughs> now that my country is falling apart, I can honestly say Japan is the best. Simp. So, uh, all right. A anything else? Anyone else? I, I, yeah, I do have something. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I've been kind of out of the loop on games recently. Uh, especially this past year, I haven't really played a whole hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I just like did a quick Google search of like what came out in 2021 just to see what was, you know, released because I was looking at some games to get. Yeah. And um, so on 
uh, on some like random top ten list that I found, uh, they listed off the house in Fata Morgana, a visual novel that oh, yeah, recently that. got released on the Switch for yeah, uh, uh, for a physical release on the Switch. And um, apparently it came out a few years ago, though. Yeah. I had heard about it before, but I had completely forgotten about it until recently. And so I was like, oh, this seems kind of neat. And uh, it's a very different art style from any other like um, visual novel that I've seen. Not that I played many. I played like maybe five or six ever. Yeah, it's Western Gothic. Yeah, it is. It's very like Western Gothic style. It's, it's actually pretty cool. Oh, like Castlevania. But, uh, yeah, kinda. Yeah, kinda. The, the the official art of Castlevania it kinda looks like that. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. But yeah, um, this is the game. Apparently, this is considered like one of the best visual novels ever made, if not the uh, best. You, I, I think don't the want. I don't, it might be overhyped. I haven't I, finished it yet. I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, you, you'll see why this is praised later on. But this is actually very good. Yeah. Okay. How long but, is it? Do you know? Uh, maybe around 30 hours or something, oh. maybe. Fuck, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, but I'm a slow reader, so... Yeah, I don't know how fast of a reader I am, per se, but I, I read it for about an hour. There really isn't any choices that I've seen so far. No, I... There's I a believe... couple of dialogue options uh, but they're basically the same thing and a slightly different flavor yeah i i believe they're uh, uh th there's some choices but they don't matter yeah so, you're basically so, reading a japanese pop-up book mm. oh and by the way I just i just went to uh, how long to beat and it's uh, written 30 hours so okay yeah the art style yeah, that's is probably fascinating right. yeah it looks really nice but um so I, like I said, I had heard about it, but I forgot about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I was like looking at this. I was like, why does this look so goddamn familiar? So I, I do a little digging into it, and I remember why I heard about it before because there was a controversy with the translation uh, yes. when it released on Steam a couple of years ago, where they translated one of the lines that was basically like uh, one of the characters saying. Oh, you're acting so soon, Dere, or something uh, to that effect, and they translated it to, "Oh, well, how's your um, how's your fragile male ego holding?" Up? Yes, yes. And a uh, bunch of people I, like that's fucking cringe, and that is cringe. That that, that was cringe, and uh, what's worse is that the the developer actually came and said, uh, "This is fine." It's like, eh. is that dumb? Yeah. Okay. The developer defended it. It was translated by Manga Gamer. Which they just translate a, mostly a bunch of hentai. Like I'm pretty sure they were the ones that translated uh, rants officially. Yeah. If you don't know anything about rants, uh, rape. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Lots of rape. Just rape the series. Just rape. Yeah, it's just rape the series. So it's like I don't know why they're like doing all this like cocky SJW shit when they translate uh, rape hentai. Um. And yeah, they kind of doubled down. And anyone who was like saying that's gay and cringe, they're like, "Oh, you guys are harassing us." Yeah, that, so, that was terrible. Yeah, fuck, fuck, manga gamer. They're fucking niggers. <laughs> All right, so pirate the game, Fate to Morgana. Yeah, is there any which King I ended Arthur? up doing? I didn't pay for it. 
Is there any King Arthur stuff in it? Uh, uh, why? Not that I've seen so far. Because uh, Fata Morgana is the name of another name for Morgan Le Fay from Arthurian legend. I yeah, don't I do believe know that. so. It's, no, I know why. It's I think the game is um, it's a reference to the uh, the illusion Fata Morgana, where it's like the reflection of the water when the sun hits it just right makes an object look like it's floating. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. That, I think that, that's that the reference sense. it's going for, because the the house is sort of it, it all takes place on this like I don't know if haunt is the right word. This sort of like a uh, uh, house that exists in a sort of weird state of limbo. The sort of ethereal like existence of this house where it, it tells the story of many different uh, occupants throughout its history through, yeah. through the course of like a few hundred years or something. Yeah, this is sounding freaking cool. I need to, need to it, read this. It is a really interesting concept and I, I want to finish it. Uh, however, that, that whole... Uh, controversy was mega cringe i just wanted to talk about that for a little bit yeah th 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 this was really well written overall i i played it on vita because i got uh, i got it from limited run games and i i am fucking visual novel fan buy shit on the vita i didn't know the vita still existed i thought they were all landfills uh, some and... some people use them because they're good for emulation and it has a really good d-pad yeah, it has a good screen too. The, the thing is that the Vita uh, died mostly because Son Sony barely supported it. So it so was like the Wii U. Yeah, so it, it. Well, the thing is that Nintendo supported the Wii U, but zero other devs did. Meanwhile, the Vita, it's the other way around. Sony didn't, so uh, other devs kind of didn't. Other than niche uh, Japanese uh, visual novel and uh, and other weebu shit, so that's what yeah. happened to the Vita. And then I don't I don't know if that's when Sony decided that they didn't like anime boobies, or if that came out later. Uh, that came that out slightly later them. when uh, they when for God knows what reason that the Japanese business they decided to move the playstation hq to california and they decided to let the american branch actually lead playstation i have that was no a terrible decision i have no fucking idea what they were thinking shame for display but however this is actually not the first time that uh, that sony is going on a censorship spree uh, apparently uh, during the PS1 or the PS2 era, uh, there was something the Japanese called the Sunny Check. And uh, this is going on again. So uh, this is apparently not a new thing for Sony. But if yeah. They, yeah, if they deprive me of my anime titties, there's going to be war. Oh, they, they are depriving you from your anime titties because... Uh, uh, the latest Senran Kagura ga game did not come out because of Sunny. Yeah, I heard about that. A and then uh, the the publisher basically had to massacre uh, uh, 
Kandogawa Jet Girls or something. I, I like the anime of that. But as far as I'm aware, the um, the video game barely has any edgy. And it's just nobody gave a shit about it. Oh. Yeah, I've heard that if you want to play younger sister Pantsu tentacle rape fantasy 14, then you have to go to a Nintendo console now. Yeah. Which uh, is kind of ironic. I, I, yeah, because they had such heavy censorship for actually, so many years. Actually not. Uh, this is very strange. Well, they did for the NES and maybe SNES. But then ever since the GameCube... Uh, they censor their own games, maybe, but other yeah. developers' game they don't. Apparently, the GameCube had the less censored version of BMX XXX. Even Xbox was more censored than the, than the GameCube version. Oddly enough. Okay. So, yeah, which is weird because Xbox had that uh, beach volleyball game. What was it fucking called? Dead or Alive. Yeah, Dead or Alive beach volleyball. volleyball. Yeah, where they're just they have their jiggly fucking anime boobies flopping around. Yeah, those games were never good. And yeah, recently no, they, but you, they, they desexualized I mean, the newest one. Yeah, well, they're terrible I, because you have to use both hands to play them, and I think that's just <laughs> bad game design, frankly. Uh, the PlayStation One had a one-handed controller, and yes, people at the time made masturbation jokes. <laughs> I, I think it was made for RPGs, so like you could write. Uh, draw a map with one hand and play the game with the other. Well, th things are pretty terrible again because they they recently remade the first Gold Gun game, which isn't even that bad. And uh, Microsoft also say no, so it's, so it's only on Switch and uh, possibly Steam. Yeah, there's one Gal Gun game on Steam. I'm seeing. And uh, there should be more, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's weird how the censorship has kind of switched around from company to company. I know Steam used to censor shit a little bit more, and now they kind of don't care. Yeah, they can just buy, like, furry rape porn simulator. Yeah, it, it's Gold Gun Return. We, we, it, which is a remake of the first one. And looking at the screenshot, it, it isn't even that bad, man. Yeah, I doubt this has nipples in it. It doesn't. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Just slightly edgy. It, it, it has like... Um, uh, it has panties, that's it. It, it has pants, panties and uh, underwear and that, that's about it. Now, above the waist is what I care about. <laughs> so, yeah. um, anything else to talk about? No, this podcast would be tedious if we just talked about the things we jack off to. So All right. well, I, I wanted to I wanted to mention one more thing. Uh, yes. Bleach okay. is getting another. Bleach is getting its final arc release, and I don't know if either of you care, but I grew up watching Bleach, and I'm so fucking happy about that. It's oh. been literally a decade, literally a fucking decade since it last aired. Uh, it, it stopped a, airing in 2012. I have a friend who uh, he he obsessively read the Bleach manga, and when the final arc came out, he was so disappointed. He thought it was complete it's dog not shit. Great. <laughs> it's not great from what I've heard, but I just kind of want to see this come to an end because I don't know. I just grew up watching it. It was a re it was one of the first shonen anime I ever got into. Yeah, I understand I, the value I watched, of nostalgia. I watched, yeah, like it aired on Toonami, and 
I dropped Naruto because that shit was so fucking terrible. I'm not even like teenage me could handle it anymore. Unfortunately, uh, just like Naruto, Naruto, I dropped it at the uh, endless filler before Shippuden. But Bleach, uh, I couldn't take it anymore at the filler bound arc, the the, the vampire shit. I I, I really I, I couldn't take it anymore. I just dropped it. Yeah, uh, Bleach is one of those anime that needs like a a, a DBZ Kai kind of treatment. Yeah, really a lot probably. of these long running shonens really need that. You just need to cut out the shitty filler and like uh, touch up some animation. <sighs> Although Kai could have did a better job at touching up their animation because that was not great. But uh it, it, they recently uh for the for the new arc they did a um a remake of the uh of Ichigo's theme number one and it's fucking sick. I love it. All right, send me a YouTube link to that. Maybe I'll play it as a song for this. All right, I'll send it to you on the Fetty after. Okay. Uh, there's an industrial band in the 80s called Big Black, and they did a song about a speed racer, which I was going to include on this, but yeah, it's the song's not that great. All right. All right, anything else tonight? Nope. All right, let's wrap nope. this shit up. Uh, go to shitposter.club, the best website in the freaking world. <laughs> Just come over. Or post. Yeah, poa.st is another good site. I, I have a, I have an alternate account there, just in case something goes wrong on my main you room. You have 30 alternate accounts, and every time I try to at you, it's, I have to search which one's the shitposter <laughs> one. Like, fuck, why does he have so many? Well, uh, so in, so in just early, come to the Fediverse already. Yeah, come to the Fediverse. Later.
some action Gotta be the center of 